0: Welcome to our podcast, This Life, the Chronicles of Autism Mums. I'm Alison Saraf and I'm joined each week by amazing women who happen to have children on the spectrum. We talk about navigating the ups and downs of parenting kids with autism and how that affected us and our lives as women, professionals and mothers. Strap in, grab some tissues, sometimes you'll cry from empathy and others from laughter. Join us on our journey of this life. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of This Life Podcast. I'm Alison, and I'm joined today by Moira and Hema. Hello, Hello, ladies. It's nice to see you. Um, today, we're going to be having a little bit of um, an unusual discussion, um, because when I was thinking about the topic for this podcast and this episode, um, I was feeling a little jaded and frustrated, I think, by... Noah's diagnosis, but not in the sense that I was frustrated with him, more in the sense that I felt that I wasn't, I I didn't, I feel I felt like the the communication that I was having with others about Noah were things that I shouldn't have to be telling them over over and over and over and over and over again. So this can be from a professional that works with him in education, in any of the um, therapy disciplines that he attends, um, it could be, you know, a sport that he does, um, or just being, you know, kind of somewhere out in public. So, I think what I wanted to do with this um, this episode is talk about, firstly the things that we wish we knew about our kids. Because I think if we had the hindsight and also the knowledge to know more about what our kids are thinking and the angle that they come from on some things so that we understand more about their thought process and the actions that they take sometimes and the behavior that they present with us sometimes obviously there's always a reason for it and there's often a good reason for it that they can't communicate or you know they can't they can't channel um, and and how we can go about understanding them better and what how we wish that we could understand we wish a lot of things but how we can wish that we can understand them better because I was you know, it's all kind of really down to the, the fact that society often tries, to a point, understand our kids, accept our kids, integrate our kids. But, you know, it's just always that the point and the fact that, you know, if we don't understand our own kids being the enigmas that they are, the wonderful enigmas that they are, you know, and as they're all so different, How are we, you know, it just baffles me as to how we're going to get to a point um, in society where, you know, they are, you know, we have an inclusive society for them and we don't have to justify their actions or behaviors or or whatever. Um, So it's not, this is not going to be a Debbie Downer topic, by the way, for for anybody who's listening, but it's the reality of, um, you know, our children. And I think, you know, I'm, I feel quite grateful that a lot of the time that noah is um, he's not consciously thinking about the things that I think about, which I feel quite happy about sometimes because it's it's quite heavy and the the topic of autism and and how it presents itself and you know how we navigate society you know on behalf of our children a lot of the time is um, is difficult and it's um it weighs heavy on my heart sometimes, and I'm sure it does for you guys as well. So, you know, I think, Moira, we we were talking before we started recording, and you made a really, really good point about how, you know, society and, you know, people that know our children, how we, you know, how we wish we knew they knew more so that, you know, it could you know, ease certain situations. But you said something quite interesting.
1: Well, how can we expect them to know when I don't really understand (laughs) an awful lot? Right. The thing with Callum is he's extremely verbal, but he doesn't actually communicate. So he talks a lot Mm. and occasionally he can tell you things and he's very good at saying what he wants to do and what he doesn't want to do but he doesn't actually properly communicate Mm. you can't have a proper back and forth conversation so um you don't actually know what's going on in his head or how aware he is of a situation or how involved he is or if he's listening to a conversation um and so it's probably quite confusing for other people who see that he can talk.
0: So then the assumption is that the if he assumption can talk, is that
1: he, can under, he can understand and he can um, engage. And obviously, he he can up to a point, and and when he wants to, he can do a lot more. Mm. But the baseline is probably quite low. Mm.
0: So the assumption is that if he can communicate, then he is, and he seems more aware of what's around him. So then, um, you know, I'm thinking perhaps that, you know, certain behaviours or, you know, what we were talking about in previous episodes about storytelling and things like that you are know, that, looked, looked that. on in a different way because they feel that he's maybe perhaps more in control of his, himself. Possibly,
1: but I, I think, do you know, for any child... Those kind of behaviours should just be looked over. If they're telling a story, if they're flapping their hands, if they're doing whatever it is, just yeah, just let it go and don't make a a deal of it. The the tricky thing is when somebody maybe tries to talk to him,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and um, I know I've I've mentioned before, you know, you can give out a standard response and it might fit (laughs) the topic, you know, by chance. And they might be quite happy with that and wander off, or it might not, and they'll be like, "Oh, that's not what I said." And they've got no way of knowing that even if he is actually looking at them mm-hmm. and giving them an answer, that he has got any idea of what they've just said to mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I constantly have to do it. You have to, you have to shout, or you have to snap, or you have to get a hold of his face and repeat what I just said to you.
0: Yeah yeah absolutely just to make sure that you mm. so that that so for you as a parent who is with him you know the majority of the hours of the day and you know you you know i think we all have a special way of communicating with our children you know from um, children that talk a lot but you know di- differing levels of comprehension mm. and you know responses that not necessarily anybody from outside of their circle might mm. necessarily understand as you say to haider who has a greater comprehension, but still, you know, you'll find no. that it's, you know, um There
2: will be times when, uh, when you know, it's like that, that I have to um, repeat a certain thing because then, you know, he'll be in his own zone. And then I said, hi there, you have to do this and this and this. And I'm, you know, because I'm not sure with the message got through. I said, hi there, tell me what you have to do. And he'll be like, I have to do this, this, this. Because, you know, I... I cannot be sure hundred percent because there's a story going on in his head mm. and whether he received mm. the message or not. Yeah. So there's always some like movie playing, and 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 I I can understand. So I, you know, I rely on my younger son. I said, you know, so the man go make sure Heather's doing <laughs> yeah, this. So yeah. you
0: know, you ask. And do you think that within our community of parents um, of um, children with autism, obviously, you know, I know our three boys, I know your boys, and I know my own um, son, and I see, and we always say, and we always talk about this, is the fact that the the way that autism presents three of our children is so very, very different. It could be that they have a totally different diagnosis. You know, do you know what I mean? You know, it's so, so very different. And it still surprises me now, even with, you know, autism parent to autism parent, there can sometimes be a level of anxiety between parent to parent to parent just depending on you know different behaviors and you know different levels of communication and you know how nervous parents are about their children being around each other and I've actually been seeing that this week um just in a few parents that I've met along the way and I I Do we, I mean, do you feel like we should just have an ultimate kind of bond? You know, there should be a bond between all autism parents to kind of, understand each other's child or at least you know have a level of or try and have a level of empathy or you know what are your experiences of that
2: Hema yeah. Well you know in a, in a perfect world everyone would understand everyone's But it's so hard yeah. to do that isn't yeah. it because we don't even understand
1: you know a lot yeah. of the time so I expecting don't think you need somebody... to even understand um, it yeah. just just I guess be cool with whatever's happening unless oh, there's a safety yeah. issue then
2: just let yeah. it you know acceptance compassion mm. it's just you know it's it's still it's hard it you know you will be there will be moments like um like I mentioned before tell, tell
0: us tell us your experience of you introduced like being introduced to yeah. the
2: um the the lady. child yes yeah,
1: exactly
2: So, uh, you know, initially when my son was diagnosed, so um, uh, another parent reached out and she was in the same situation. Her son was also on the spectrum. And the community is so small, so she wanted to reach out. She was like, oh, oh, finally we, so our kids can get to know each other. And I said, okay, fine. So we we met at a neutral place, uh, another friend's home. And so she And so that other friend, she said, okay, you know, that's actually my neighbor. She will bring her son. I said, okay, fine. You know, maybe our kids can play together. Uh, But the son was much older, much more enthusiastic. And the first, my introduction was that like there was a huge... Um, toy car, the car that in which you actually can sit and you can drive the car, that came flying and it hit the wall and there was a huge bang and that was my introduction to the child. And I was, you know, and your default setting as a parent is suddenly you become protective. It's like, oh my God, this this is not the right setting for my child. Of course, I didn't say anything, but I, I, I could see the mother was embarrassed and she quickly took her son and she left. And by the time I got my wits together and by the time, you know, initially I was like, oh, thank God, you know, I'm not in that situation anymore. But later on, I was like, oh, what much she must be feeling that, oh, she tried to reach out to someone. It did not go well. I felt really bad for her. And I still think about her to this day that, you know, how, how difficult it must be for her to you know, just navigate these things, this, the social element that, you know, the simple thing that your child having a friend, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. But so, it's, so it's interesting that even... <laughs> As autism parents, we find somebody who's got a <laughs> child with oh, he can be friends with mine. <laughs> <I, well, that, laughs> like that was going to happen. Exactly, even and, with uh, your children, it's not going to happen.
0: But I mean, there, It's
1: there the, is the a, parent that wants to be friends with the that's parent. It.
0: And that's yeah. the interesting point, I think, isn't it? It's just to find somebody that you relax with, that you're like-minded with, and you don't have to worry too much about how your child, you know, their behaviours. And I say that, um, like that, because they they shouldn't be seen like that, you know, they should, they, you know, as long as nobody's, you know, in danger or whatever, then they shouldn't be perceived as anything other than, you know, regular play. But unfortunately, we are in the society that we're in. But there's two interesting points there. One, I think the first one is that she initiated um, an interaction between the boys, because to, you know, because, she obviously felt that it would be nice to have yeah. a friend yeah. uh, that she could relate to and vice yeah. versa. Yeah. And also the boys potentially could have kind of quite a relaxed yeah. m- relationship without you having to worry about, yeah. you know, perhaps what other people were, lo- you know, how he, how Hyder yeah. needed to react in front of yeah. certain kids. Yeah. Um, So have you experienced that before yourself, Moira, with anybody that is, apart from me, who, you know, you and I are friends and, you know, our boys have been kind of playing together for a long time. And I say that. But you say that they've they've
1: occupied the same space. They do occupy the same space. Yeah. But,
0: you know, it's. If you put two children together that have got, you know, an autism diagnosis, then, you know, the odds of them actually becoming friends are actually quite low sometimes, yes. just based on the fact that, yeah. you know, they, in a lot of cases, and I am generalising here, I mean, especially with our boys, that they do struggle with communication. Yeah. Um, so you're quite right that it is, you know, for the parents. So mm-hmm. I think that, can you, you know, do, do you see that you've kind of m- migrated
1: to... Um, of course. Yeah. Of course, when we first started out... Um, our friendship circle um, centred around Orla's friends and parents Um, and then but I was drawn towards me you (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, yeah and everyone who could relate to Mm. to what we were going through at the
2: the early stages and, and that's
0: right and it goes back to Society really, yeah. and it's not, you know. And I think unless we put ourselves in that situation, um, that's
1: no fault. Of, no, it's
0: not exactly. It, why would you expect no. them to? Exactly, it's not. Know. And and I think this is a, a testament to the friends that I have that have known Noah since he was born and since he was a baby that are here with us. And I feel very very relaxed around them and their kids. Mm. You know, our group of friends that mm. we've had since the 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 older children have been like three you know I would have absolutely no issue with um you know us all getting together and I wouldn't even get up and think well where's Noah what's he doing you know because he would just be with the other children because they've they've already been um exposed (laughs) (laughs) for want of a better word (laughs) so you know and the there's no unusual behavior. And I say behavior because I I don't really know how else to describe it. It's but just Noah. It's just him. I know. And, and same, that's okay. Same but, you know, introducing, you know, as the kids get older, as our groups of friends change, you know, it's a very um, transient place. Um, that, you know, I've talked about in previous podcasts that we always have, you know, that kind of period of time where we kind of build up to you know introducing people to Noah and it sounds awful when I talk about it because it sounds like he's you know I don't know from another planet and we you know we we adore him but for the fact that we are in a society that we're in for whatever reason and also I think a lot of it is down to my own anxiety about it and just making sure that everyone's happy and everyone's comfortable and we don't alienate anybody you don't want your child to be judged No, no exactly and that's that's exactly it. But the other point I wanted to make, which was really interesting from what you have just said about the, the car situation yeah. hitting the wall, yeah. is the fact that it's it is still very interesting to hear from parents like us yeah. that do you think that that's how other parents...
2: Of neurotypical children see our children yeah. a lot of the time oh, if definitely. they see unusual behaviour. So course, the shoes yeah. kind of on the other foot, really. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely. I've I've had. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> How long have we got? <laughs> You know, I. You know, I I know. I mean, no one say, no one will say it to my face, but I know parents have you know, taking their kids away or taking their kids back. And how or do you know stopped, You know, you, you can sense it. You know, they, they block some, you from there. <laughs> yeah, no, some, <laughs> it simple sometimes they would accidentally, you know, um, say it out loud you know something will happen they'll be like oh stop it you know their 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 reaction will come out right. because it was an instinctive mm. uh, but then i would realize oh, okay you know what we're not wanted here so let's mm. let's take a step back because i don't want to put my family and my children in a position where they're not welcomed right. so i you know i would um take a step back so it would
0: affect how, so, i was going to say so how did that make you feel
2: firstly <laughs> I mean, it feels horrible, I think it's quite obvious, you know? but yeah, I mean, how, how, how would that, yeah. It feels horrible because, yeah. you know, feel, you feel rejected, you yeah. feel, you feel misunderstood, mm. you feel, you know, because, you know, you're thinking that, oh, you know, he he's not that bad, he's, he was just playing, you know, it's not going to hurt anyone, but from their perspective, they're like, oh, you know what, we don't want to deal with whatever you're dealing with, right. our kid is typical, we don't have any issues, mm. why should we, why should we involve ourselves in your... Right. Drama, or something. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That uh, they're thinking. So
0: that's what you're thinking. Yeah. That thinking. But Not
2: necessarily what they are
0: thinking, but this is this is what yeah. this is what we.
1: Now I'm thinking, I wonder if my friends were thinking.
2: Because I know it's, it's uh, you know, you can get the vibes. I've been ignoring vibes for many, many years because I'm like, oh, you know, Huma, give everyone the benefit of doubt. You know, everyone, has, <laughs> everyone has goodness inside, yeah. you know, let's just be positive. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm done now. And I'm like, you know what? I don't. I'm not getting good energy from this place, I, I don't, you know, you, you get you get the vibes, you get the feeling. Mm. So I'm like, you know what, I don't want to be around or I don't want my kids to be around right. this person. Okay. So, you know, if you have been in situations like that before, um,
0: and I think we probably all have to a point, I, I think it depends on what level you've chosen to immerse yourself in certain yeah. situations and kind of go gun ho and think, do you know what, this has to work. I'm going to be positive about this. And I am going to not care. I'm not going to worry. I'm just going to go in and we're just going to deal, you know, deal with whatever happens. If, um, you know, for me, I think we've kind of avoided some situations like that because I just don't have the stomach for it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it just depends on the day for me as to, you know, if I, wake up and feel, certainly like years ago now, for me, it's, you know, not such a big thing anymore. But when, um, and I I think for me at the time, I think I was still so, like going back four or five years ago, I was still so, it was so raw for me, Noah's diagnosis still. Not in the sense that the diagnosis was raw, but I think I was still very, very upset about the fact that every time every time he was with other children he wasn't playing like the other kids were and that really really upset me and that might sound selfish it might sound crude or ridiculous but I just felt very sad about that because you know one it's I think it's The the child doesn't know, but I think we, you know, anyone can relate to that that's in our situation, or at least, you know, many people can. Um, So at that time, I was, I think I was battling myself because I was trying to kind of stay upbeat and trying to do the best for, you know, everybody in our family. But ultimately, I was kind of wanting to remove myself from the situation because I didn't, I didn't think I was strong enough, I don't think to, kind of put myself into the yeah. situation and then have that happen yeah. I don't think I was at that point where I could have yeah. accepted that or moved on from that very I,
2: quickly I used to be envious of of kids who you know he would attract friends that you know and I was like for a long time I was on this mission that he should have friends and you know like pushing him and putting him in situations where he would have you know typical or you know, otherwise, you know any kind of friend and and I remember um like after all. Um, we were in that uh, stage where I had to wherever he would have a meltdown, I was supposed to record it, and it was I had to send the video to my therapist, and it was um, it was a painful experience because yeah. my child is crying mm-hmm. and he's turning away from the camera, and I have to record him, and I don't want it. It's like chasing an animal, mm-hmm. you know. So I like I hated that, and that was the only time I did it. And I said, I, I Muhammad, I cannot do it. I'm not going to do this anymore. So anyway, it's like so a, a, he would so whenever there would be a not so successful play date. Mm. And so he would run crying home mm. and he would go back to his tablet and he would say, mommy, um, uh, technology is my friend, technology will mm. not hurt me, you know, so. So I,
0: he was being affected by oh, those, so he was aware. Yeah, yeah
2: so he's like, yeah. you know, friends, It, you know, friends it can can hurt you but my tablet will not hurt me so I just sort of I it was heartbreaking I said I just gave up I said it's okay Heather go play on your tablet it's because what what that lady was trying to do was obviously
0: instigate that kind of friendship as well because she was you know she was feeling like you know and I think now that our kids are older we've kind of got to a point where you know some of them obviously really desire and want that Friendship, and it's trying to nurture that, and kind of find, um, find, and that them to kind of find people that you know can relate to them and everything else. And I, you know, I really hope that at some point that Noah's in that situation. Um, but I think that they do, you know, our boys. I think they 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 do exist in the same space, but they do kind of support each other, but on a very different level. Um, but what? What I, I I just feel that, you know, even within our kind of community of mums and dads and, and whatever, that there is still that need for justification. It just goes back to the fact that we're justifying ourselves to our peers, you know, that are in the same kind of situation to us. I was saying to Moira before the podcast started that there's somebody that, I was talking to yesterday and her son was next to Noah and he started touching Noah's arm like this. And she, she was just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was just like, it's okay. <laughs> you know? And, you know, if there was something, and then Noah turned around to him and just gave him a kiss on the cheek. And then oh. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. So you know, and, and it just goes back to your original point, which is what, we're, we shouldn't be apologising for our children, and I'm not apologising. What, yeah. what I'm doing is I'm, I'm making sure that the other person is OK with my child's behaviour. Does that make sense? And so is, we
1: should just say that instead of saying sorry. Yeah. Just ex- say, is
0: that OK? Exactly. What yeah, well, you. tough now, because he's done it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Can we set some boundaries Can here? you do that again yeah. or no? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think we're quite British about it, but... Yeah, I know, yeah. but it's just interesting to to be able to justify that in our own circles of people, you know, that in theory should understand, but at what point and what level. I'm going quite kind of quite deep here with my conversation because yeah. I think it's it's a very complex circle. And we can make it as complex or not as we, yeah. we like, but, you know, ultimately in the next episode, what I want to talk more about is... Um, You know, acceptance and, you know, just that whole level of somebody like just not even looking around at somebody doing something that, you know, perhaps most children don't do because it's that's the thing that affects them. And it affects us the most and it affects us kind of moving forward and kind of evolving. And Mm.
1: the other other thing is going back to the boy touching Noah's arm, Mm. you, you probably didn't need to say anything. Let Noah decide if it 's something exactly okay, yeah. and he 's yeah. perfectly capable of yes. no, thank you, yes, or being fine with it, <laughs> yeah, and exactly,
0: then the yeah. parents just back off yeah, exactly let them deal exactly, with but it. I think that at the time she was so oh, you know, I might not be happy mm. um, yeah. and you know, and then we had another conversation this morning just about the fact that. We assume that because and, and the same a lot of people, the same for Noah as well, because he is um he's not nonverbal, but he can't always express himself or have like a full-on conversation. Well, he can't have a full-on conversation. Um, and to anybody outside of our circle, you know, we know how he communicates. So and I'm sure it's the same for you guys, well, you 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 know, you can very often tell just by a few words what it is that you know what the problem might be or what they want or or whatever that um you know and from the outside looking in very often and quite rightly so if somebody's not speaking we see communication as a means of understanding what somebody wants what their needs are you know where they're going to go next what they're going to do whatever so if they're upset so if they can't do that then I think People assume, even to a point where, you know, a, a parent of an autistic child who has vocabulary and has communication, and one that doesn't, you might think that they they haven't, maybe they're not able to have that same thought process or think about things. And one thing that she said to me this morning it was fascinating because he's very non-verbal. This boy I'm talking about, and he was um, he was saying, oh. I don't want to go to school today. and But she, he told, didn't say it like that in a sentence, but he was very clear that on Monday he was not going to school. And she, you know, she was like, well, that's up to you. You know, if you really don't want to go to school, that's fine. But don't think you're going to stay here and play the iPad and, you know, put the TV on because, you know, we're not going to be doing that. We're going to be doing, like, I don't know, something far more boring at home. And then by nine o'clock in the morning, he'd turn around and go, okay, let's go, let's go to school. And then this morning, he'd queued up outside of school and he was like telling his mum in the morning, I want to go early this morning, I want to go. And I, for me, it's like, well, you know, the, the intricacies and the, you know, that kind of communication that doesn't come through like, a verb, in a verbal way, is so different to, um, for us and for kids that, you know, because we know our kids and, you know, she knew her son very well, so she could figure that out. For people from looking from the outside in, how complicated must that yeah. be, yeah. you know, and how difficult can that be, yeah. you know, and, and that is the reason why I think, you know, there are so many frustrations and there isn't this level of understanding that we all need and, you know, we want so much. Yes.
2: Yes, no, but that, that's true. That's true. Um, it's it's, and you know, I, um, I guess, you know, maybe maybe we're expecting too much from the society. Mm-hmm. Maybe because when, until and unless you're not in this situation yourself and you haven't dealt with it firsthand, you don't know how complicated it can be. Just you know, uh, just dealing with a typical child is 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 complicated. Just dealing with um, um someone who has additional needs can be, um, extra complicated. I, extra. I like <laughs> <yeah>. that. <laughs> extra. Just extra. I met this, uh, um, uh, I took my kids to a jujitsu class in my attempt to make them more active. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, uh, so, um, the instructor there, uh, the girl, uh, and she. She one day she. Um, so I was just washing my hands in the toilet, and she was doing her hair, and she said, uh, "Is that your boy, the the tall one?" I said, "Yes," and she said, uh, "He's autistic." I said, "Yes," uh, and uh, she said, "I'm also autistic," and she said, "My my you know my mother and my sister." We're all, you know, we're all on the spectrum. And she was from Brazil. And she said, "Uh, when I saw your son, I knew. And uh, she said before, you know, I didn't even, um, it was too much for me talking to people, dealing with kids, uh, just, just coming here for the job. It was just too much. And then, but now it helps me. She said, I come here, it helps me. I do the class, I do the coaching. And, uh, and she said, but when I go home, I go to my room, I put my headphones on, I listen to my music. I don't want to talk to anyone. So I, I, I saw her as a functioning member of the society and I was like, oh, this is lovely. And, you know, she, she, of course she recognized the signs and, and she understood, um, my son, which was, you know, it was, it was nice to see that, you know, but because, but she had been through that. So she understood him. Mm. And I mean, it's, maybe it's too much to expect from other people who haven't been in that Mm. so yeah that was just the thing that just came to my mind I wanted to share that it's interesting interesting so we'll be talking and exploring more about this topic in
0: the next episode thanks so much for joining us we'll see you next time Thank you for joining this live podcast brought to you by Learn Autism. To learn more about autism, check out their website at learnautism.com. You can download this podcast wherever you find your favorites. And if you prefer to watch us, all links are below in the description. See you next week. And thanks for listening.